0: and thank you for tuning in to Faith Worship Center's weekly sermon. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by this week's message as we all live to bring more of heaven to earth.
1: Hello, everyone. Happy 2nd of July, 4th of July weekend. And it's raining. Imagine that. Well, it's good, right? We're not going to complain about the rain. Right? Right. 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 Yeah, it no, doesn't do any good to complain about rain. Last year, we didn't have enough of it, so now we're making up for last year. Yeah. So, a little pessimism going on there. How's everyone doing? Good, good, good deal. Good. I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, doing really good. Um, I just felt this morning when I got up, it felt like I was, uh, the Holy Spirit was leading me to do words of, uh, knowledge and words of encouragement. So I'm going to go ahead and, and do that. I'm scanning around today and I'm uh, looking for a flag over each of your heads to see who I can call out here and, uh, hmm, right here. I forget your name, sir. Gary, could you stand up? I know I've met you. I uh, on multiple occasions i I feel like um, when when the father sees you, his favor lands all over your life, and people when they see you, they see the father 's favor on you that you 're a son that he 's called and he 's chosen and has been encouraging you along the way and there 's a deeper inroad that the Lord is going to be doing into your heart. And I feel like there's this stirring that's been going on in you, like this passion that is arising for a love of God and more of Him in your life. And He's going to honor that passion that you're looking for. He's going to honor that that's in you to seek for a greater level of impartation. I also feel that in in your life, there's going to be an increase of signs and wonders, the miraculous is going to start flowing through your hands to others that you know, like Jesus said, you will lay your hands upon the sick and the sick will recover and there are going to be outstanding miracles that happen through you. Don't be afraid. Take a risk. Jump out in some faith when you see someone that might need prayer and might need a touch. You know, just pray over them. Do you do that now? You do that now? Pray for people that need healing? You do. And do you have results? I do. You do. Yeah, Good. I do, do All right. So there's going to be an increase of that, and and it's going to be shocking, actually. I I think some of, some of the things are going to surprise even you. <laughs> it's great when I do pray for others. I, sure. I tend to be a selfish person, and, uh, but when I throw out a prayer to people, it, it changes my whole perspective on a lot of things. Awesome. So this is a confirmation. It's going to be an increase to you, and life's going to bring a lot of joy to your life. It feels good. Amen, Gary. Good. Thank you. Bless you. I know when I first, uh, my first trip to Brazil back in 2005 um, was an eye-opener for me, very powerful. And uh, one of the highlights, I, I had never prayed for someone to see them, see their eyes open up. You know, I'd never prayed for anybody that had that happen. I prayed for people that needed healing in their eyes and I prayed for a blind person that I knew that lives, lives nearby here. I prayed for her often. And um, when I went to Brazil, I remember praying for this lady. She came up for prayer, for healing. And she was blind in both her eyes. And when I touched her eyes, her eyes were open and she could see. And it was just, to me, it was like, I was shocked. You know what I mean? I was like shocked. I'm praying for that to happen, but it shocked me when it did. And I feel like that's coming to you, Gary. There's, there's some of that that's coming Rita. Stand on up. Beautiful lady. You Jesus is the way, the truth and the life lady. Yeah. I, I see God doing a lot of restoration in your life. There's, um, there's, Uh, you know, I've talked to you uh, last week when you came and and it was so good to see you again after a couple of years. But I feel there's a restoration and reconciliation that's going on in your life, that God is actually going to move people and relationships into places where healing can come to them. That a lot of the things that have happened to you have not been because of you. It's actually been because what has been going on in other people. But God is going to start healing some hearts and start moving some things in line for there be reconciliation, restoration in your relationships. I speak that over your life right now and bless you in the name of the Lord. Rita, God bless you. <laughs> this baby that you're carrying. Yeah, this baby, your baby, your guy's baby. She's carrying it. Yoda Papa. Uh, this baby is going to baffle people with the wisdom of God. I feel that this child that you carry, and and I know because I've, I've talked to you, that it's been hard for you, you've been tired, and your body's going through some changes. But I feel like this body is going to create a lot of changes in people. That there's going to be an anointing on this child. And when this child opens their mouth, there's going to be flowing through them the wisdom of God to touch and create change for other people. And I just bless that child within your womb and call forth the things and the promises of God for for that child and for you, both of you guys as parents. He's going to he's going to direct you and guide you because you're going to be raising a kid that might be a little bit smarter than you guys. So (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's going to be a a lesson to be learned by all. And um, we just bless you guys and love you both. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Stand up, Dylan. Look at this guy's arms, right? His arms are like my thighs. I mean, it's like good grief. Uh, but I, I'm so uh, excited for you in the transition that's uh, coming to you in your life and the, um, you know, the, the training that you're going into. The fact that you took the pass the test and you passed the test yeah. and now you're moving into a, a new arena of, you know, uh, job and I just sense that God is going to be opening doors for you, not just in the sense of training people by lifting weights and training people to develop their bodies, but training people to develop their spirits as well. And that's going to come from a sense of your honesty and your vulnerability and your openness, in that you're just going to be you, and you're just going to be relaxed and be easy for people to listen to and to learn from. And I think there's going to be a lot of that coming to your life, and you're going to be desired as a personal trainer in more than one way. So I just speak that to you, Dylan. I just bless you with that, man. Oh, this is fun. I haven't done this in, in quite a while. This is so good when God highlights. And I met you earlier in the cafe. What's your name again? Say it loud. Cynthia, could you stand up? Thank you. Oh, man, I just look at that face. You know, I was like out there in a the cafe and I was looking in your eyes. It's like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You are a lover of God. And he's a lover of you, Cynthia. I just sense that there's this uh, development in you that uh, you've had some hunger in you for a certain spiritual gift. That there's this certain spiritual gift you've really been hungry for. You really wanted to see this increase in your life. God knows your prayer. He knows your heart, and he knows what you're pursuing. And he's going to give you this. Jesus promised, if you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. And it's like, that's the link that you have with God in heaven. You ask, and you receive. And I just see that over your head right now. Ask and receive. It's like a funnel just pouring down upon you. Bless you, Cynthia. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Right here, the guy at the beer. What's your name? Justin. Justin. I think I might have met you last week. (laughs) Oh, well, I didn't meet you last week then. Okay. Yeah, so... (laughs) Definitely wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, is this your first time here or have you been here before? First time here or welcome here, man. It's good to see you. Um, I, I feel like you, you carry something so much for your children. I mean, I see you sitting there with your kids. They're really well-behaved kids, beautiful kids. Hi, you guys. And um, I see that you carry a real uh, father connection with them and that they have that connection with you too as your children. It's like the, the respect that they're... They're showing for you the way that they um, love you and the time that you spend with them. So valuable to God and his kingdom that you're raising your kids in a kingdom mentality. You're raising your kids differently than the world would would think of raising your children. And God sees it. He loves it. And it might be hard at times, but he loves it and he loves you and he loves your family. And we just bless you in the name of Jesus with that. I don't even know what to say at this point, Lord. It's raining. We can hear it on the ceiling. First Corinthians four nine says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? You guys missed the word. You guys missed the word time. I saw you sneaking in just now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> saw it. <laughs> Oh, you're both characters. God loves your sense of humor. He really does. Don't change your sense of humor. You guys are funny. You're creative. You're fast thinkers. You can think really quick. You can have conversations interacting with each other and, and be really quick about about it. He loves your sense of humor. He loves that quick thinking that you both have. And uh, are you guys, are you still in high school? Or are you, you graduated just this year? Last year. All right. You're in college? No? Do you want to be? You think about it? Well, we just bless you because I, I feel like there's, uh, there's a lot of learning that you get to do. And that you have a smart, intuitive mind, and that the Lord is going to uh, bless you with uh, with skills to learn uh, the ability to read and retain what you read, and this is going to be might be a change for you, but this is going to happen to you that the Lord is going to expand your reasoning so that you 're able to secure hold and secure what you 're learning and um, I just bless you with that bro it's it 's nice meeting you in the cafe this morning too. God bless you guys. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Jesus Christ, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ who will also confirm you to the end and that you may be blameless in the day of Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is a powerful scripture that you shall be short in no gift. Short in no gift. I can remember a time in my life uh, when I first got saved. I was short in a lot of gifts. Um, I, w- I read the gospel, okay, and I, I would see Jesus and the disciples going about and healing the sick. And I'd see the power of God moving through them. The anointing of God was definitely working through the disciples. And I would read these stories of their uh, their interactions with people and how people would get healed. You know, like the 72 that get sent out, Jesus sends them out, and they come back with so much joy saying, The sick were healed. The dead were raised and they're all excited and they're doing this stuff. And I'm like, I'm look, looking at my life through a microscope, you know, and just going, I want this, but I seem so far away from it. And it seems so far away from me. And I just kept pursuing other points that I, I would read in scripture and I'd see angel visitations that were taking place and angels would show up, you know, like, um, just out of the blue, like, uh, Gideon has an angel show up and while well, he's in the wine vat. Uh, Samson's uh, mom has an angel that shows up and starts, you know, talking to her, pronouncing to her things uh, about her her child that she's going to bear. And these interactions with angels throughout time, you know, Mary has an angel show up and Elizabeth has an angel show up. And I've seen these angel interactions and I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever encountered an angel. And yet that's short-sighted on my part, right? Because James says, be nice to people because you might be entertaining an angel. So the truth is, well, you might all be angels. <laughs> ah! But there would be these inter- interactions with the supernatural and, and interactions with the angelic. And I would think, God, I want that in my life. I, if, if this happened before, it can happen now. And I really wanted to see angels And I remember the first time I saw an angel, scared the living daylights out of me. And it's like, it happened. But it was like 30 years after my pursuit. And I just want to just say, you guys, there is no limit to what we have through Jesus Christ. That there's no need for us to lack any gift. Because of what he's given to us and because of the grace of God. I mean, you know, the grace of God is so powerful. It's so absolutely amazing. We live in a period of grace where God's movement is so free and so flowing. That it's like you don't have to work for it. You don't have to make effort for it. You just have to believe and step into it. Start believing that you are who he says you are. Believe in what he says about you more than what you think about yourself. Because he is flowing today in powerful ways. And I'm excited about the times that we live in and what we face. I see how much the enemy is attacking our country and wanting to strip freedom out. And it's like, are you kidding me? The guy's a loser. He don't stand a chance. He doesn't. Trying to squash out Christianity. Are you kidding me? He's tried that so many times in the last couple thousand years. It just fails every time. I remember a rainy summer we went through uh, probably about five years ago. And the worship team started singing, let it rain. (laughs) And it was like raining, like it had been raining long enough. And I'm like going, no, let's change the song. Let it shine. Let's do a different song, not let it rain, right? (laughs) All right. So this is so uh, incredible that we have been enriched in everything by him. There, do any of you kind of, like when you, when you read the scriptures, do any of you struggle with what God says about you? One person. <laughs> Two. I, I'll be honest, I struggle sometimes. It's like you you read certain things that were promised. And it's like, really? But it's true. And what we have to do, I like what Steve Backman says. He says, the devil isn't your biggest problem. What you think about the devil is your biggest problem. That's your biggest problem, what you think about the devil is your biggest problem. If you think the devil is so big and so threatening and so almighty, you've got a problem with your thinking. Because the devil's none of those things. He's a toothless lion that goes about roaring, lying, and trying to fill people's minds with his contradictions against God's promises for our lives. And we get to say, no! If this scripture is inspired by God if it's written in God's word that you were enriched in everything by him if that scripture is really scripture and is really true and we read that and think I don't I don't feel enriched in everything and we start thinking that way we have to change our thinking to what this says we have to believe this more than our thinking and I need to do this in my life on a regular basis. I, I I really feel like, you guys, the devil's scared of the church. He's really afraid of the church. He's afraid of what God is doing in the church. He's afraid of what's happening. He's afraid of Christians. He knows that you as a believer... If, if we as believers really start believing what we need to believe, and he's really feeling like it's getting closer to that. And so he's getting scared. He's pulling out all the ropes. 2 Corinthians 3, 4 to 11. We have such trust through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And this is what he's saying. You can read something in letters. You can read something promised in the word of God. And it can just look like a letter. But when you put your belief into what you're reading, it becomes life. Right? Let me go on. I'm getting ahead of myself. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones, I want you to just pause right there. If the ministry of death written and engraved on stones. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? The Ten Commandments, he's talking about the law of God yeah. given through Moses, was a ministry of death. Yeah. <laughs> if the ministry written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect. (laughs) I love how Paul writes. I mean... (laughs) He's just going from thing to thing to thing. And you just have to like read it and digest it and study it to get all that he's saying. Because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. (laughs) Ha ha! Moses wanted to see God's glory on the mountain of God. He's up on the mountain, and he's up there all alone. The people didn't go with him. They were afraid of what they saw on the mountain. Moses is up there all alone. He says, God, show me your glory. I want to see your glory. Show me your face. Let me see your glory. And this is what God told him. No man has seen my face and lived. But, I'll let my goodness pass before you. I'll let my goodness pass before you. Now, Moses was asking for something. And God was going to give it to him on a different level that he could handle. And the goodness of God lit up Moses' face so much that he had to veil his face in order to talk to Israel because of the glory that is in the goodness of God. Look at that person you're sitting next to. And just look at them, and they, they're glorious. That person is glorious. Oh, thank you. Oh, his goodness is the testimony of his glory. Moses is saying, show me your glory. He says, I'll show you my goodness. And right there within that moment of time, moment, Moses grew in the revelation that God's goodness is his glory. I'm sure that Philip, the disciple knew the same thing about No man shall see my face and live when he talked with Jesus and having a conversation with Jesus. And he said, Jesus, show us the father and we'll believe. And Jesus looked back at him and said, Philip, how long have I been with you? If you've seen me, you've seen the father. And you see, it's the same kind of request. Moses is asking for one thing. He's asking for glory. God shows him the goodness. Philip is asking for one thing. Jesus shows him the father. And the revelation of the father is goodness. Paul said that the old covenant, when the old covenant was read and is still read, even today, he said that a blinder is over their eyes. They cannot see God in the old covenant because their eyes are blind. But Jesus Christ lifts the veil and the eyes get open and we begin to see the glory. We begin to see the goodness of God. And it was there all the time. Goodness of God has been all throughout the scriptures all the time. You see the goodness of God everywhere in the old covenant and in the new covenant. His goodness gets revealed through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes along. He says, the goodness is the father. The father is the glory. And we've all been adopted. Into a family. Where there's no limitation, no judgment, no condemnation, no bondage, and no slavery. And we are all free men. Right? I mean, David wrote in the Psalms Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus said it when he walked on the earth. He said, Go out and preach the gospel, for lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. His goodness is always going to be with us from this point on. We don't have to make effort. We don't have to struggle for his goodness. We don't have to work at it. We don't. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It is a promise of his goodness to follow us all the days of our life. Yeah. I mean, come on. That is something to be excited about. Many of you know that I like uh, watching birds and taking pictures of them. You've probably seen my Facebook page and by now, surely. And if you haven't, shame on you. You need to go on my Facebook page and look at my birds because they're amazing bird pictures. They really are. <laughs> Got some really good ones in there. And, you know, there's, there's something about birds that even God likes. I mean, he made them, right? And I believe birds are sensitive to the presence of God. And I believe that every day when I get up and grab my coffee and go out on the deck, well, in the summer anyway, not maybe not this summer, but other summers, <laughs> I believe that when I go out on that deck, I'm bringing the presence of God into my yard. My wife, the same way, we'll, we'll sit together and we'll just contemplate the goodness of God on our deck. And our yard is becoming a beautiful bird sanctuary. I don't know. I think the birds are attracted to God's presence. Uh, I remember years ago, we didn't have any bluebirds come around. Everybody's getting bluebirds around. Well, not everybody. There, there was a shortage of them in New England for a time. And we went to a bluebird, how to, how to attract bluebirds to your yard training class. Very interesting. It was in a library. And we went, and this guy was telling us how to attract bluebirds to, you know, to, uh, to your yard. So I built a bluebird house and put it up. I got all kinds of other birds in that house. Bluebirds were never coming. And it's like, what is up with these bluebirds? And I felt the spirit of the Lord say, when the bluebirds come, revelation will come. That was around 2007. And I I remember looking out through my patio door, out the window, and I see a bluebird landing on our bird feeder. Not eating the seed, but he landed on top of the, the holder that holds the bird feeder. And I remember seeing that bluebird going, oh, a bluebird. It's so exciting to see a bluebird. And ever since that day, we've seen them every day. We have them nest in our our house constantly, nonstop. I believe that birds are attracted to God's presence. And the psalmist wrote in a psalm, even the birds have found a place to nest in your tabernacle. In your presence. See, I rest my point. Birds are awesome. they they love the presence of God. If, if you want to attract birds to your property, start attracting the presence of God to your property. You'll get birds. I guarantee you. Uh, I, th- I remember sitting on the deck last year and a hummingbird came over and hovered two feet from me. A thousand beats a second, right? hovered two feet from me, and he's just hovering right in front of me like this. And I'm going, what do you want? And I looked over the feeder, and the feeder was empty, hummingbird feeder. (laughs) It's a true story. I went, okay. Oh, we made some more food, put it in. and Birds are smart. But God loves us even more than he loves the birds. What do you need? He's more than willing to grant it. You guys are awesome. Let's all stand together. And I'm getting, um, I'm getting like a pain. I haven't had a word in knowledge like this in a while, but I'm getting a pain in my right arm near the elbow. That's you, Bailey. Is it really strong pain or just a? Uh quite a long time well I just release the healing of God over that arm right now bless your arm in Jesus name God completely heal that arm and no more look people you don't have to tolerate any kind of pain just bless it in Jesus name come into alignment I I had you stand up and I'm just going to say one more short thing okay because I know I've been my my team has told me don't have people stand up and then keep talking I'm going to say one more short thing Because it was two weeks ago, and um, I was in my car, and I was getting kind of frustrated with my body. Things were going on in my body that I didn't like, and I was getting kind of frustrated with it, and I just said, you know what? What happened to all the ecstasy teaching that I used to do on taking authority over our bodies, raining from on high and taking authority over our bodies when they're not functioning right? And I was having certain pains, you know, in my head and in my uh, leg or wherever my back my lower back that's what it was my lower back was really bothering me and I was like no 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 where'd my, where'd my authority go from on high where, the teachings I had of exosia where did all that go it seemed like it had been sucked into a vortex of disappearance and I was like where did it go Lord where'd my authority go and I felt like the Lord say you just misplaced it it never disappeared You just misplace what you think about it. Get it back. And so I did. Right there in the car, I started speaking to my back. I've had it with this. Get straightened up. That's the ecstasy that we get. Whole nother teaching. Maybe you should sit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, it's been a good day being with you guys today. It really has. I've really uh, enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoyed yourself, too. I mean, there was nothing else for you to do. It's pouring rain outside anyway, so. (laughs) But I'm really glad. And those of you that are watching from home because your boat was full of water and couldn't get here today, we bless you in the name of the Lord. And I I feel like my, my wife talked to me just before we got up here and said, maybe we should have a prayer for our country Closing prayer. So I'm going to invite her to come on up and, and join with me in, in praying for our country. And um, that's going to be great because she's always great. She's wonderful, incredible. You on? Yep, I'm on. You're on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's... Uh... Let's just join together. Why don't we join the aisles if you can? Just, just come, come close. Let's, let's just agree together today. Um.
1: Oh, that looks good seeing you guys all together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Bless you guys. When I speak, I have to go all one side or the other, the other.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for life. We thank you for breath. We thank you, Jesus, that we stand here today as a people who are loved by you, who are saved by your grace. Father, we just we come together today in, in one accord, and we just say thank you. Thank you for our country. Thank you for freedom, Lord. Lord, we don't take that for granted. And Father, we lift up this country. We pray, God, for every man, woman, and child who lives here, God. We pray for every family. We pray for every neighbor. We pray for every region. We pray for every city. Lord, Lord, we ask for a move of your spirit. Mm, Yes. Oh, Lord, we're so dependent upon what you do. We're so dependent on you, Holy Spirit. So we just come to you in one, and we just say, Lord, Lord, Lord move, Lord release your grace, release your love. Let it wash, let it let it roar like a flood through our our neighbors, through our neighborhoods, through our cities, through our states, through our country, through our government, through our families. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. On a personal note, we all lift up. We all lift up our our loved ones to you today. We lift up those that are around us in our sphere of influence. Mm. Oh, Father, you love so much, and you have so much for each person, and we just ask for a release of all that you have into each life, Lord. And those that maybe don't know you yet, oh, we pray for an awakening. We pray, God, they will be awakened to your love and to who you are. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we don't just pray for our country alone, but we do pray for the other countries of this world. (laughs) Lord, thank you for putting us here. Thank you for that we can stand here and pray. And we can, like Daryl said, we can, you hear us when we lift up our prayers to you. So God, we do, we do ask, we do pray that you will move mightily. That you will blow your wind of revival. Revive every one of us, even now, Lord. Even uh, revive us. Make our hearts alive with fire in you. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you, even right now, are making intercession for us and for all those around us. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Now, bless each one on our right and our left yes. in a big, huge way. A big, huge way, Lord. Everything that you have prepared for each one, we just pray that forth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 Thanks again for listening to this week's message. If you'd like more information about our church, visit faithworship.org i uh-huh.